All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. My major takeaway from Thursday night's OT loss on Long Island, Austin Matthews is a Toronto Maple Leaf for the foreseeable future, which is great. We're happy about that. It's the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano, Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. How's it going, buddy? It's good, man. Not the best result we wanted last night. I think you're a little more fired up than me about it, but uh, let's break it down. Not even fired up. I just, there's something about the Islanders that I I know Islanders fans love beating the Leafs. I would love to see the Leafs beat the New York Islanders. And granted, I think the Leafs are six and seven and 13 meetings all time, which AT is a Leaf. It just, it seems like the Leafs do not play the Islanders well. And it's like the Islanders take the fight to them. It doesn't matter who's on that roster. We're going to jump into that game. But uh, did you see Ilya Samsonov? For some reason, they elected to have him face the media. Like, it's not like people are like, we need Samsonov and we're going to get pissed. But he talked to the media yesterday. Uh, his reaction to being waived by the Leafs, you're sad. Yeah, but it's nice signal for your brain and your body. Man, you need to wake up and get back on track and working hard as you can. Can you break that down for us, Rosie? <laughs> He's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to, I mean. I'm sure they ask him beforehand, like their media guys would be like, hey, do you want to, you know, the guys want to talk to you? How are you feeling about that? And he seems like a guy who doesn't shy away from the media. He's always like, yeah, sure, I'll talk to him. And he just, he answers very, you know, very directly and honestly. Yeah. And I don't see anything wrong with it. It doesn't hurt him or anything. He just says it. It's it's not his first language speaking English. So you get the bits and pieces. But uh you know, you get a sense of, you know, he wasn't in love with going down there, but it's a wake up call. And it just everything about it sends, senses uh, or sends a signal to me that it's like a, a mental reset. The guy just needed to go down and have a different look, a different environment and just have a little wakey wakey and, and see if that changes anything. Because his problems are are mental. They're not physical. And like I said yesterday, that position is is so mental that uh you're not in the right place it can just really add up on you and it did on Sammy to the point where you can't really have him being your goalie so something had to change there and we'll see yet to be seen if that uh, made any changes in his mind or not yeah I hate to break it to Sammy but the biggest start of his NHL career is coming up I think this weekend unless they just flip the script and go to Hildeby on Sunday against Detroit like this is everything if 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 Samsonov comes out there and gets lit up well it's curtains in Toronto uh, that's it uh, you can't roll this guy out there anymore especially you're taking on a divisional opponent on Sunday too like I'm just speculating it's going to be Samsonov in the back end of the back to back but this is a monster start whoever starts this game this weekend I have a feeling it's going to be Samsonov though yeah, me too. Hildeby's not, but he was like, there's a reason he's not on the roster exactly. anymore. They, they were never, they didn't play him when he was on the roster. So they're not playing him when he's not on the roster. So uh, it's, it'll be Sammy here at some point in time. And yeah, like you said, he's, it's a big game for him. He's going to get a crack at it and we're going to be able to see like, can you salvage anything out of this season, out of this season, Sammy? And uh, it, it's tough. It's just, fuck, it's just, it's hard enough playing that position. It's hard enough playing it in Toronto 
And then to have, like you said, like he's not dumb. He's aware that this is my shot to say, no, no, I can, I can make something of this season. I can be your goaltender. And if not, like you said, it's probably curtains. Like there, there's only so many chances and times you can give a guy to find his game. And, you know, time's ticking, points are clicking away and the season's rolling on without you. And, you know, you can't just, uh, you can't just keep giving this guy chance after chance after chance as much as they want him to find his game. If he doesn't, they're going to have to to move on. And Joseph Wall's getting healthier and Marty Jones has done what he's done. It's, it's your last chance here, Sammy. And uh, my fingers are crossed for him, man. I, I like him. I know he's what he's capable of, but yeah, he certainly hasn't uh, hasn't had his game this year. That's for sure. So we have another one of your former uh, teammates with the Maple Leafs coming up today. John Michael Lyles is going to drop by in about 10 minutes. That should be fun. Yeah, for sure. Good guy, J.M. Lyles. I uh, like to pick his brain about what's what it was like to be a Leaf, what his experience was. Um, you know, he's got his hands in the uh, Colorado Avalanche to a certain degree this year, too. So we can go over some parallels. That team's absolutely buzzing right now as well. So it'd be fun to have him on and uh, and pick his brain a little bit. Yeah, the guy's living the life. I think he lives in Vail, does some stuff with Altitude Sports there in Colorado and works with those gems in the broadcast network out there. So we'll uh, we'll catch up with John in about uh, 10 minutes from now at the Leafs Nation 401 where you can subscribe on YouTube. Least want to take wherever you find your podcast as well. Make sure to leave us a review and a comment and all that and uh, hook us up. And again, do, uh, do not be uh, against subscribing to this uh, channel as we continue to build here at the Leafs nation 401 brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, that's code NATION25, all uppercase, by the way, for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So the four-game win streak is over. I think if you want to look at it positivity-wise, extended the point streak to five games, 4-0-1-1. But the second time this season, very similar to that game to an extent, December 11th, although it was the Islanders up 3-1, the Leafs came back, JT 1000 to tie it. And then the Isles win it in OT, but Matthew Barzell wins it. And uh, the, the two things that stick out from the game, aside from Austin Matthews being an absolute freak and scoring two more goals, just D zone coverage was terrible. The puck felt like a grenade. It felt like I was watching Jersey shore for the majority of the night and two glaring mistakes. One by Mark Giordano couldn't clear the puck on the PK ends up in the back of the net. Uh, the special team is another big story in the game. Two power play goals to the Islanders. No adoption was great. And the other was a decision by Jake McCabe in OT to try to find Austin Matthews for a stretch pass. It went for a nice, then the Owls win the faceoff, Barzal wins it, and it was McCabe's guy. So it was just one of those nights where you have to be a bit crisper, and I thought they were a bit sloppy. Yeah, that's the thing. It just, uh, you know, just just did enough to to almost win but not enough to win and uh yeah some d zone is a little bit uh a little bit chunky and you know to go to i don't think McCabe had his best defensive uh outing yet he's starting in in overtime you know some of those question marks kind of come up yeah. and you know like you said off his stick was was the mistake that ended up you know losing you that extra point um, I've been a fan of McCabe lately. It's I'm not to pick on him. We're just breaking the game down. But, you know, as I said yesterday with that position of being goaltender, you know, it's a little bit less so, but, but very much your mistakes as a defenseman are, are much more heightened than they are as a forward. You can make your mistakes and there's two more layers of defense that you got to go through before it becomes, you know, a huge problem on D, you know, you make those mistakes and, Ah, if, if your goalie doesn't really bail you out, which you shouldn't yeah. be leaning on all the time, it's uh, it's in the back of your net, and you know it, it happens. It's a it's a heavy forechecking team with the New York Islanders. Um, I don't really pump up the John Tavares narrative too much. I mean, he left how many years ago? Half those guys on that team are you know they're not going. Oh, let's really try hard because John Tavares is in town. I just don't think that's the case. It's just uh, a team that was trying to dig themselves out of the rut, and uh, you know I, I just. I was trying to break down the game. There's just not a whole lot to hang your hat on. It's just one of those games did just enough to uh, get a point, but not enough to get two. It is what it is. Uh, I think they're going to be parking that one and moving on. Look, this isn't a shot at uh, Martin Jones. I I thought he was just okay. It it wasn't one of his better outings as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I understand the position. You're not going to have it every night. The first goal, I think he would have loved to have back. Maybe two of the four wasn't crazy about. And I do think that's the difference when you have like an Ilya Sorokin 
the way the Islanders do to make those big time saves. Like sometimes you need that save. And I think at bits and pieces in that game, they got that save. And that's taking nothing away from Jones. I thought he made some really good stops. I just don't think it was one of his better efforts um, as a Maple Leaf. Having said that, there's no way you pin that on the goaltending. Again, D-zone wise, I don't know what it is. If it's if it's the juggernaut that is the Islanders on the forecheck, because the Florida Panthers do the same thing to the Toronto Maple Leafs, man. It was like pizza, pizza, pizza up the ice. And I'm not talking about the joint that sponsors the Maple Leafs helmet on home ice, man. Like it, you, you watch them play like that. I don't know. And, and you can speak to this because you played in the league, what you attribute that to. But they get pressure and they make some tough mistakes. We saw it in the first period, but definitely a lot to clean up on. And I get it. You're not going to have it every night. But again, that's two against the Islanders where you play that way. Yeah, I think sometimes the, the styles of play don't mesh too well. I mean, when our when our defensemen get real heavily attacked with, say, a 2-1-2-4 check, you know, there's a lot of bobbled pucks. There's there's a lot of, uh, you know, unloading of grenades and just not that extra half a second to make the decision. And, you know, if the D-man aren't feeling it that night, there's going to be some turnovers. There's going to be some uh, some scrambly defensive zone play. There's going to be some hopers getting thrown up, mm-hmm. hoping to get the problem off your stick. And it happens. They've been playing pretty solid hockey. Martin Jones, like, I mean, the expectations were were what they were just I don't know hopefully we'll see we're in trouble here and he has far exceeded them so I'm not going to put anything on him whatsoever um you can't expect him to have like a nine six save percentage every single night and and bail you out and make that big save so like I said it was just one of those nights they just kind of had enough to to almost get it but they just didn't have enough to get over the hump I'm not worried about it. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not freaking out by any stretch of the imagination. They were on a heater. It was time for it to come to a close. They still got a point. And on the other side of the coin, you know, the Long Island uh, Islanders there were were really trying to get their game on on track. I think they're a better team than they've been playing lately. And it was a matter of time before they got on track. And, you know, they first they forced those turnovers. They finished their opportunities and, and they were the ones that got that extra point. So, like I said, I think mentally they'll try to park that one and just move on to the future. Bright spots, uh, Austin Matthews again, two more goals as 33 back on pace for 70 goals. It just continues the ease he scores goals, especially against like premier net miners. Just scoring five hole a couple times in Sorokin. Ho-hum. It's like just another day at the office. I thought the fourth line was really good too. Noah Gregor comes back uh, from the flu, but I thought they brought a bit of jam to this game. Gregor, Camp, and McMahon. Bobby McMahon scores a goal off a great pass from Gregor. When that fourth line, that bottom six in general, is producing... I think it's a game changer for this team. We talked about it the other day, didn't we? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for, you know, it's the first time in a while that our depth is, is producing is looking solid is something that we can rely on. And I mean, there's a couple of them that can step up and they're good at ham and egg in it. One guy's got this week, the next guy's got the next weekend and they kind of, they bounce off each other and, you know, the positive thing is they are interchangeable. There's guys that can, can move around and go up and down and, be in the lineup and out of the lineup. And to me, that's, that's a positive, but to me, that also says, well, since we're doing this anyways, how about a little Corey Perry action, which we talked about yesterday. Uh, I just feel like there's multiple spots. Corey Perry could pop into this lineup and just, just as, as well as our depth guys are doing, I mean, to put them with the Corey Perry, any one of the guys you mentioned, I think they could just flourish, man. I mean, Oh, I just, he would just round out that bottom six so well. I just would love for them to put together a deal. I think it's ripe for it. I feel like he'd want to be here. I think he's, I can't see another team being higher on his option list for him to go and, you know, kind of sweep that personal shit under the carpet and leave that behind and kind of start a different narrative. And for him to be a Toronto Maple Leaf and wearing that jersey, I think would would be perfect for him to to move on from that from that kind of mess that was that we last know him for. So yeah, I mean, a, a bottom six is producing. They're looking sharp. Like you said, there's interchangeable guys that are all stepping up at different times, which is a huge sign this time of year. Yeah. Put it this way. Would you rather have Corey Perry on your team or would you ha- rather have him on Boston or on Florida a team? You might have to face in the first round of the Stanley cup playoffs. I throw Tampa in that conversation too. Like I know my answer. Yeah. It's not even close, man. I ever, every series I've watched him for how many years now, I'm just like, Ah, this guy is 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 good at everything. He's well rounded. Like the biggest thing is he's an agitator. He's in your face. He's drawing penalties. He's frustrating the team. He's getting them off their game. And then while he's doing that, 
you know, he sneaks in back door, finds corrals the loose puck and buries the big game tying goal at the at a prime opportunity. He's just he's built for the playoffs, that veteran leadership. He's just still got it. I don't care if he skates a million miles an hour. There's ways around that these days. And uh I would love to have him on this on this roster. Drags you through the fight for sure. And uh, I always like to bring this up because every time I go to beer league on Sunday, like they like to talk about the Leafs goaltending. They like to talk about the team defensively. Rosie, what's the thing that you always remember about the Leafs losing in the Stanley Cup playoffs? What's the theme? We don't score enough. Uh-huh. And that's been the story for multiple years now. I couldn't care less who Which fucking plays pod. goal for this team because they got to score goals. If it ain't going to be the big four, who's scoring? It's going to be Corey It's Barry. funny because that's not known to be their problem. Everyone's like, oh, they're not defensively sound. They need better defensemen. They need better goaltender. But, I mean, they seem to fly through the, the regular season putting up 117, 19 <laughs> points, whatever they get. It's great. And they get to the playoffs. And it's like they're losing 2-1 and 3-2, and they just can't score with all that firepower up front. It's kind of an anomaly, but it's it's very leafy thing for, for them to do there. They've always got some head scratchers going on, but... Corey Perry, I just think would would add to the uh, add to the elements very well. Yeah, you talk about head scratchers. How are the Leafs four and seven in OT? Like this is a story every year where this team doesn't yeah. win in overtime. And I thought they have four guys who make over eleven million bucks. Like, isn't what 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 they're paid to do is score and win games and all that? Yeah, it's like they haven't not. quite wrapped their head around the three-on-three three style yet. They don't know who they want to start with. They're putting guys out there for the face-off and yanking them off. And the defensemen aren't really built for the three-on-three three style of play. And they just have a bad record. Um, tough to know what you attribute it to. But yeah, when you got the the core four and your dazzly, fancy, offensive players that you pay a boatload of money to, you'd think that that they would step up and that would be their wheelhouse. Yet they seem to struggle in it. Um, you know, when I'm throwing bets down, I, I never seem to grab the Leafs when they're going into overtime. Time because know. you know the the value is always juiced and and they seem to struggle on it, but I, I refuse to bet against them. So it's uh, it's never a good sign when they're going into it. But uh, you know that's the internal stuff that keeps got to figure out. Those guys got to get out there and maybe even practice some three on three stuff. It's a different beast, a different game. And I've really noticed in the last couple of years, organizations have started to figure out how to defend it. Um, how, how to play a system of three on three in the playoffs, which is you know something I think the Leafs have kind of been lacking on lately. Bet with your head, not your heart. And that's why last mm. night I walked away a winner when that Islanders Leafs game. That's all I'll well, say. Man. Got the Matthews goal too. Feel good about that. Didn't get the JT point. Nevertheless, the following interview is brought to you by our friends over at Battlegrounds Axe Throwing. Unlock the ultimate birthday party, team building event, or have a great date night with your significant other. To find a location and book an outing today, go to battlegrounds.com. That's B-A-T-L grounds.com, battlegrounds.com. It is time for a reunion here on Lee's Morning Take. We're happy to bring in the one and only John Michael Lyles. Is this your first time seeing Rosie in like 10 years? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, Rosie. I think we've talked on the phone, but uh, yeah, first time seeing you here, uh, here on, the, on the computer in a while. How are you, JM? It's good to see you, man. Where are you, where are you at? What are you doing? Uh, I'm in Vail, Colorado and, uh, yeah, doing real estate up here and then still doing some, uh, some TV for the abs here and there. So, uh, not, not too bad. we got a lot of snow going on outside right now though. I believe it. I believe it. We just got hit with winter ourselves up North here, but not a bad place to hang your hat. You're still involved in, uh, the avalanche alumni. I hear you're, yeah. you got your fingers yeah. in the pot still. How's that going? It's good. It's good. Uh, myself and Kyle Quincy um, are, are kind of running the Avalanche alumni, doing a bunch of events out here in the mountains to raise money for uh, for youth hockey and, uh, um, you know, make it accessible for each and every kid that wants to play. And, and we got a great group. Um, Sackick's been super involved. Hey, Duke. Uh, Pierre Turgeon. Uh, we've 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 uh, we've grown it considerably since we started a few years ago, and it's it's been a uh, an amazing project and something I'm really proud to be a part of. And Johnny, I mean, it's great to have you on first and foremost, but you look at the Avalanche organization across the league. I do think it's one of those pinnacle organizations. Can you draw any similarities to like this current Leafs team, to that Avs team, how they finally pushed through a couple of years ago? It obviously helps when you have like the likes of McKinnon or Antonin, Makar, but can you draw any similarities? We're just trying to get to that conversation one day. It could actually happen here, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was, uh, I can draw a lot of similarities and, and I look at, uh, you know, the ads a few years ago and they, they, they hadn't won or hadn't gotten past the second round. And, um, it, it was almost like they had to learn to win, right. You lose so many times, you have your heart broken so many times. And, um, you know, it, it's, 
they, they, they learned to win. They got through St. Louis, Darren Helm scored that, uh, the game, you know, the game winner with five or the series clincher with five seconds left in game six in St. Louis. And, and that seemed to be just kind of this, um, you know, just this weight off their shoulders. And from there on, I mean, they go, they, you know, they go up against Edmonton. It was a hard fought series. They end up sweeping Edmonton. And, and I just think that, you know, it, it, it's weird to say, but sometimes you have to learn to win. And I always compared the abs to the previous Tampa teams that, that always seemed to be so good. And then they finally broke through and obviously, you know, a number of cups later, um, it, it, that's what it felt like to me and, and knowing John Cooper and, and knowing some of the guys that, that, you know, that worked, um, you know, in the Tampa organization and played in the Tampa organization, it just felt like that for the abs. And I, I can absolutely see a lot of similarities between the abs and, and, you know, the, the current Leafs. And being a Maple Leaf and a defenseman for them and playing for multiple organizations, what, what can you tell us from your perspective on what that's like and some of the challenges that, that arise from being in that position? And does that make it so much harder to win? Like everyone's trying to figure out why these guys haven't won in so many years. And I mean, yeah. I've been there to a certain degree and I want to know your perspective from being a defenseman on the Maple Leafs. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and listen, you and I both know that playing in Toronto is, uh, is arguably, um, you know, it's the hardest place to play because you have so many eyes on you. The microscope is constantly on you. And, and, um, if you don't make it to where the expectations are, are set, then, um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a dissection all summer. Um, you know, all off season. And, and so, um, yeah, it, it is, it's, it's tough. And, and, um, you know, being a defenseman for the Leafs, I mean, when you're winning, it is the best place to play in the world. And if you are not successful, then it is the hardest place to play in the world. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, um, you know, you looking back and we had that series against Boston, you know, game seven had that game, uh, you know, had that game, one, I would say, and, and, um, you know, end up losing that and like going and playing in Boston then after that <laughs> to finish my career for a year and a half. I mean, it's, it's just amazing just how many people still want to talk about that or wanted to talk about that. And, um, yeah, it, it just, it is, it's, um, you know, the, there's, there's always, there's so many eyes on you. There's the, the hopes of so many, you know, fans and, um, all you want to do is, is, is win to, you know, to, to kind of reward all these people for their, um, their love and sacrifice for so many years. So it's, uh, it, it, it sometimes it makes it harder is what I would say, because you have these expectations and you have just, um, I don't want to say hopes and dreams, but the hopes and dreams of so many people. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of pressure that comes with it. So. I think uh, John Klingberg knows exactly uh, what you mean and feel. Just they, they chewed him up. They spit him out in this market. It's ha happened to the best uh, defensemen and some of the worst as well. And certainly your conversation about Game 7. We had Clarky MacArthur on a couple months back, and we, we just don't like to talk about that game and that day uh, on this show. So we're going to keep it that way. I did want you to bring up, uh, it was such an interesting moment, and I have the... Uh, the seat in the background here from the winter classic, by the way, the coldest fucking day of my life, the dumbest decision. <laughs> I didn't bring the proper attire. didn't bring the yeah. proper boots to that day, that game. Couldn't piss anywhere. I drank so much. It was a joke. Yeah. It was so cold, but that was a day you'll always remember an in infamy because yeah. you were traded in warm up. What do you remember about that? Oh man. Had to bring that up. Hey, um, sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, that's all right. Honestly, it's like, it's like my most famous moment, apparently. Um, yeah. So actually this picture, I think that's Pierre Maguire. Um, I already knew that I was possibly getting traded. Pierre told me I've, I've had a great career and he, you know, like obviously he knew about the trade that was coming. Uh, but what I will say is they told me before warm up that there was a trade in place. It hadn't been fully approved. And I said, well, I don't care. I'm going out for warm up. This is like, you know, whatever. So I line up on the red line, I'm stretching and Kyle Quincy's a good buddy of mine. Drew Miller's a good buddy of mine. And they're like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, I just got traded. <laughs> Wait, what? And so there's a picture of me walking off the ice and we both walk up the tunnel. Uh, the, the wings and the Leafs walk up the tunnel together and then you split to the locker rooms. And Drew Miller had his arm around me and somebody sent me that picture because I had just gotten traded. And it's funny. It's like you look back and um, people love bringing that up because it's just such a funny thing. But I mean, I, it was, it was an awesome warm up. I, I had a great time and Graham Dillette was actually in Vail last week and he was at that game. Ah. And we were talking about that. He, and same thing. He's like, I was so cold. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I got traded. I stood there, watched the whole game. And then I got on the equipment truck and rode to the airport with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, uh, Jim Hughes, 
and uh, and the equipment guys, and then I got on a flight to DC to meet the Hurricanes to play uh, the Capitals the next day. So it's just it's crazy, like the little things you remember from from those those days. But yeah, it was. Uh, um, I mean, something that I, I guess you know I'll, I'll still be answering questions about twenty years from now. I'm sure. <laughs> Did you get a chance to get into an outdoor game after that, or no? I played an outdoor game in college, uh, Michigan State, Michigan, but I never actually played um, in an outdoor game in the NHL after that. Uh, the year after I retired, Boston played Chicago in South Bend, Indiana, which would have been a cool one to be a part of, being from Indiana, but uh, never actually got into an outdoor game. Had a heck of a warm up though in uh, Ann Arbor. <laughs> oh, you killed, dude, you, you were you were looping around there. Man. I loved it. High stepping and all. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing I remember. I also remember it took six hours to play that game. So buddy, you didn't oh. miss much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. uh, unfortunately I was standing up in the tunnel the whole time watching it until the equipment truck took me to the, uh, took me to the airport. So I had to, I had the worst part. I didn't get to actually sweat. I just stood in the tunnel and hung out. I Dillette was sitting like right, like three rows from the tunnel. And he and I were talking the entire game. It was crazy how that works. Wayburn, Saskatchewan boy, Graham Dillette. If he's cold, you know, it's cold out there. Oh what yeah. Shit, he was, though. he was freezing. He was wearing a flames Jersey too. And it just, I oh, just shaking my head out of the whole time. <laughs> Brutal. I think his, um, I think his yardage book is a flames. Uh, it's got yeah. a flames logo on it too. What a beauty. It is. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you too about uh, this Maple Leafs team. I'm not sure how much you're tracking them. Of course, you're covering the Avs. The Avs in town to take on the Leafs this weekend. But what do you make of the whole core four? Obviously, a lot's changed since uh, you were a Leaf, John, and and they're building something here and they're trying to win a Stanley Cup still. I mean, the focus is still there. But what do you make of those four guys? You think it's possible to win with them? I mean, I th- yeah, I think so. I mean, it, you know, in the end, it's a, how do you perform in the playoffs, right? And you have to have the the, you know, the superstars, but you also have to have that secondary support scoring. And that's, you know, I look back once again to the ads a couple of years ago and you have the McKinnons and you, you know, Nachushkin stepping up and, and doing what he's done since he's, you know, he's come to Colorado and the Rantanens and you, and, you know, you end up with guys like Lekin and things like, you know, players like that. Um, I think the core four in Toronto, obviously they're extremely skilled and they're, and they're amazing players with, you know, Austin Matthews leading the way, but you know, the Nylander signing, I mean, he's played so well um, over the last few years. And I think that, uh, you know, those guys, if they can, you know, carry the water in the playoffs and have some support from that secondary scoring, we always say first and second liners get you to the playoffs, third and fourth liners win you series, right? If you can have your third and fourth liners scoring big goals, they're going to win you series. And if your defenseman can, you know, can chip in here and there. And, you know, the big one for the abs, I think, um, you know, when they won a couple of years ago was Kale McCarr and, and that the defense that, you know, how they played Taze and McCarr, you had Byram and Manson, and then you had, um, you know, Jack Johnson, um, Sam Gerard got hurt, but you had these guys that just, um, you know, they, they, they played just such a, a, a swarming style. And so you had that ability to chip in from the back end. You had the third and fourth liners chipping in. Like I said, Darren Helm scored the series clincher against St. Louis. And so your big guys, if they can, you know, if they can, you know, hold serve against the, the other team's big guys, and you can get that support from your, your third and fourth line guys, your second line guys, then that's how you win series. And so, you know, obviously Toronto has the skill and, and, uh, and that the, that core four, and I don't see them not being able to hold serve against anybody. That's for sure. Yeah, it seems like every team that wins a Stanley Cup or goes on a deep run has got those depth guys that just step up and and out of the realm and and carry that team in those ways and round it off to a point where, you know, they they're they're a big piece of what makes it go go deep. And we're talking about Corey Perry right now as he prepares mm-hmm. to possibly enter the league again. What would be your thoughts on being on a team or a fan of a team where where you pick that guy up and pick him up for cheap and put him in your in your bottom six? Well, I, I think that. Um... Yeah, I think there's probably not going to be any, any shortage of people trying to add him to their lineup. Um, you know, he's, he's had success. He's obviously won a Stanley cup. He's been into, um, you know, multiple cup finals recently. And so he's a guy like, you know, I heard you talking before I, I jumped on, um, you know, just he, he drags people into the fight and that's what you want. You want guys like that. You want guys that are going to, um, make a difference, especially at crunch time. And, um, you know, he's, he's battle proven, um, and, and a guy that, uh, you know, he can add to your team. 
And, and so ultimately, are there going to be teams that, that want to add him for sure? I could see the Leafs wanting to do that. I could see a number of teams wanting to do that. And, and, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you know, with everything that's gone on this year, um, it, it'll be really interesting to see just kind of how everything shakes out. But, um, you know, once again, a guy that you would want on your team in playoffs, like I played with Brad Marchand, I hate, hated playing against him, but loved playing with him and loved having him on my team. And he's the, the same type of guy, right? Drags you into the fight yeah. and you love playing with those guys. John, I know you got to run, but uh, any chance I can get to bury that scumbag Mark Mosier, I'm going to do my best. Uh, what did you make of uh, Mark Rycroft taking a swig of Mosier's spit cup? I, I think this is a party oh. foul on Mosh. Don't put your spit oh, cup anywhere 100%. near your co-host. A hundred percent. And Riker, you can see it here. Honestly, first thing, the first thing that came to mind is I would have, I would have yacked right there on the desk. Second, I would have grabbed Moj and launched him right over the balcony. Like the fact that Riker didn't, I mean, you can see him taking swigs of coffee and spitting it back out. I mean, this is all pro from Riker and Moj still continuing on. Cause I, if I was Moj, I probably would have been laughing harder. And we would have lost, you know, two, three minutes. Now Riker's kind of laughing, but oh my goodness. It turns my stomach sour even thinking about that. Um, and, and I love it that you, that you roast Moj because that's, that's our favorite thing to do is roast him and, and Kyle Keefe uh, with the Altitude broadcast. So yeah, it, man, oh, just, just shivers thinking about it. <laughs> Dude, Moj, Moj is such a, such a scumbag, but I love the guy. Like even they're in town right now and I'm like, Hey, you want to go for drinks? You want to go for dinner? He's like, my lawyer's in town in Toronto. Got to meet with him for, it's so Mosier. Obviously I knew Lauren Gardner when she worked there, Lauren yeah. Jabbar. I mean, same stories yeah. with Moj, but oh, we yeah. love him. I just think he's a, such an idiot and he <laughs> fucking buried, he buried Riker there. So I just wanted to get your uh, thoughts on that, man. Uh, great, great to do this reunion and great to have you on. And we'll, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks so much for this. Thanks a lot, guys. Good seeing Thanks, you. Thanks, Jim. Good, good to see you, dude. Yeah, take care. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Man, you ever done that before? Yeah, I have. Um, oh. It's happened before. Sometimes it's not so bad if it's your own spitter, but um, yeah, I remember man, being it's... at like a, a bush party in like grade 10 and this girl came up and she's on there and I had a, a Nest tea bottle and you know, when you're young, you got the like the red man going and it's just super spitty. That thing's half full. And she comes up and just hammers it back. And I was just like, is this real life? It's always just hilarious to watch the reaction when they realize what the hell was that? But I can't imagine it being any worse than being on a live broadcast and trying to handle that situation. Oh, it, it was su such a pro move by Riker. I would have snapped, even though I would have been looking to puke. But I just thought Moshe is my boy. I'm not actually chirping him, but like that's such a party foul. If you're gonna if you're gonna chew, that's one thing. Put your cup to the left, like far and away from anybody else to even differentiate the two. Like I don't know. I just couldn't believe that that got out there. But the biggest dipper I ever remember, and you'll know this, Brian Burke, man, just always had a chew, and I don't know if he's quit or if it's different, but always had something, you know, going dip wise. Oh, always. And one thing about Berkey is I remember he'd cruise through the locker room and there was the the space where the street closed stalls. Everyone's got their stalls to to change into their undergear. And he'd go through a guy's stall and look for a, a chew and he'd bum a dip off a guy. And every time he did, the next day, the guy that he borrowed a dip from would have a fresh tin in his uh, in his locker. So he repaid. Okay. He always repaid it, and then some. He was no mooch. So yeah, Berkey, just another reason why that guy's cool. You don't see it as much in the NHL, do you? Like it's uh, maybe it's a bit different because I know the Swedish stuff is really prevalent these days, and they go top shelf. Like Eric Carlson was notorious uh, for doing that for years. I don't know if he still does, but I, I think it's a lot different, man. Like when you and I grew up in in the same area era. And we're not old by any stretch, in my opinion, at least. But like dip was a prevalent thing. It's more like a jewel thing now. eh? Like a dip doesn't seem that big. In, and maybe it is big in hockey still, but I just don't feel that way. Well, the nicotine pouches are just I was sitting down with a buddy yesterday at, at dinner. My God, are they guys I work with guys everywhere? Just 24. I have a guy that hasn't not had one in his lip for two years, like sleeping. <laughs> 
I'm like, good Lord, man. Like that cannot be good for you. But uh, yeah, those are always, uh, always something that uh, the hockey players seem to get on the baseball players, but yeah, they keep it a little more discreet. I remember at the end of the year, we were uh, having a a dinner with with the Maple Leafs and I was sitting across from Freddie Shustrom and his wife, very nice person. And uh, you know, both Swedish, beautiful blonde Swedish girl. And she was telling a story and we just finished dinner. And as she's talking, she pulls out this tin and just guns one top shelf. And I was just like, did anyone else see that? But even the girls get into it over there, which is uh, kind of cool. If you ask me. So I did a reconnaissance trip. I call it a couple of years back. You know, I've traveled quite a bit. I've been in 29 countries. Uh, One of my stops has been Scandinavia. Um, I've done Sweden twice, Stockholm specifically. And the first time I went there, I think I was still in the mid because I used to smoke. I smoked for 10 years, but when I wasn't smoking, I was, yeah, you didn't know that? No. <laughs> yeah, I quit. I quit. It was five years this August where I'd quit full turkey. Um, but it was either chew or smoking. And I remember going to Sweden. I think I was hacking a dart or something outside a bar. And I met this absolute missile. And I don't know what happened, but she's like, do you want? I thought they were like Altoids, but it was chew. And so they said it's very common. Women chew in Sweden instead of smoking. It's like a, a safer or healthier or less smelly alternative for them that's why they do it but a lot of the women do it there yeah it makes sense they got that like swedish mud and stuff where it's like dirt it looks like it's got even little twigs and stuff in it and they knead it into a ball in the palm of their hand and then gun it up there like the monster gustafson always had that stuff going but yeah stay away from it kids no no need to get started on that shit kids and yeah the vapes are the big problem these days it looks like everywhere i go to high schools and stuff they're blowing big clouds everywhere just everywhere and it's funny you bring up this whole zen story because (laughs) my brother tried to zen for the first time ever like this guy the most straight edge guys barely smoked a cigar in his life and uh he went out with his buddies i think a couple weeks back over christmas and they just got together at a friend's house to watch a game and i guess they talked him into having a zin so he throws one in didn't realize what he had to do like i don't even know if you have to like i've never done zin like do you, do you spit out do you spit or just like i think that's no? the thing you don't have to there's no spitters okay. laying around you're not spitting anywhere you're just but, gutting it it's just it's not tobacco it's just nicotine the little zimbabwe's he got ill. He got ill. Uh, he didn't like something went wrong. Something went awry and, and ended up ruining his night. He was having pops with his friends, had to go to the washroom, yacked it out and he came out and apparently he was like really, really pale. And I'm like, yeah, that's who you get. But it brought back shades and memories of my first dip. I remember I was watching, uh, watching my buddy play triple A hockey and I got my hands in some Kodiak ice. I don't know if you remember that dip back in the day, the strongest shit you can find. And I packed the biggest chew of my life to try to impress this girl from high school who's there. And dude, I'm I've sure never felt faint through my life. I rushed to the washroom and puked all over this washroom at this random arena on a Monday night. That was my first dip. It's a shock that as many guys dip as they do when almost everyone's got the same story of the first time they tried it. It's just, it's not, it's <laughs> not appealing. It's gross. It's all in your teeth and mouth. You're throwing up. Like why on earth would anyone ever do it twice after that? But uh, you know, hockey players aren't known to be the smartest guys in the world, I guess. Nope, not at all. Pack chews quite a bit and uh, did some red man back in the day. You know, I'm a baseball player, the red man with the hubba bubba, man. It was just like oh, yeah. a whole episode to get this cooking in your mouth. But uh, nevertheless, probably the only reason why I played high school baseball was to chew tobacco. And looking back, probably not the smartest idea. So many thanks to John Michael Laos for dropping by the show. From there, we're going to roll on to a preview of the weekend's festivities. Shots on goal. GA PPG can make or break your week. But don't overlook BPMM. Wendy's is bacon, portobello, mushroom melt. Sure, it may not help you win weekly prizes of Wendy's and daily face-off fantasy. But unlike your predictions, it never disappoints. So try your luck, but don't push it because the bacon, portobello, mushroom melt is only back for a limited time. And if you miss it, you won't get a second chance. Sign up for daily face-off today. Sponsored by Wendy's and the Wendy's app. So I call it measuring stick weekend, Rosie. That's what I'm calling it. Colorado. On Saturday, they're 27-12-3, and three, one of the top upper echelon teams in this league. And then they got Detroit on Sunday. They're five points up on the wings, two games in hand. Of course, they got together last time in Sweden, right? Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, I mean, my eyes are on that Avalanche game. You know, they're a top, what, three, four team in the league. Uh, they're buzzing, like J.M. Lyles said. You know, they're they're a group that's learned how to win and, and know what it takes. So, you know, with the Leafs being so kind of up in the air and this way, that way, and what are they doing this week? What are they doing that week? To me, this is a a point in the season 
where you can go in, you know, Saturday night is Colorado correct. And just really show up with your best game, show up with everybody on the same page, go and win that game and make a statement that says, Hey, we're up there too. We are legit. We are someone to talk about. We are someone to worry about whether it's uh, an Eastern conference or Western conference opponent. I don't care. It's a very good hockey team over there. And if uh, you can both get ready for a big Saturday night game and come out with the W it'll, it'll put a little bit of a stamp on, on where these guys are headed in my opinion. Yeah, sure beats uh, a Saturday night game between the Leafs and San Jose, man. Like, I don't know who was thinking there when they went. Let, let's put the Leafs and San Jose and Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah. But I, I'm these are one of these matchups where I look forward to seeing, like, what the Leafs truly are every year. Colorado's a juggernaut. I watch that team quite a bit. They're a lot of fun to watch play. McCarr's had a great season. McKinnon could be the front runner right now for the Hart Trophy. Rantanen's been fantastic. It's sort of a, a Robin to the Batman. They got some guys banged up right now. Jonathan Drouin has found a resurgence there. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where the Leafs stack up in that one. And also, like, I think Sunday's a sneaky big game because we talk about Toronto and how they have this five-game point streak going, but everybody around them is winning, man. Florida's won nine in a row. Uh, Boston's banged up at finding ways to get points. They got one point last night in Vegas. Uh, Detroit loses in regulation last night to Edmonton, so that's good news. But the Leafs have to continue to build some separation in the standings here in the second half of the season. So I think it's a sneaky big weekend for this team. Yeah. It goes back to where we talked about at the beginning of the season, this division they're in it's uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of the blue Jays being in a division where it's just like, you're not going to get any easy seasons. There's always going to be, you know, the big boys making their runs and there's always going to be, you know, the teams making, you know, a resurgence of themselves too. And you never know who's going to come up and take it. You know, we talked about, Ottawa and Buffalo at the beginning of the season, which hasn't really panned out, but in typical fashion, you know, Florida and Tampa and Boston yeah. are in there too. And now the the wings are nipping at their heels. There, there's no easy seasons in this, in this division. And yeah, they're going to have to try and create separation. And I know it doesn't matter who you play in the playoffs, but it does. You want to play, you know, an opponent that has not been finding their game all 82 games has not been able to create an identity that's just, you know, plowing forward to the playoffs. You don't want to play one of those big boys right off the bat. You want to get your feet wet with with someone else and, and see what happens. But yeah, every point matters. And, you know, you're playing those division rivals. Uh, they're, they're four point games a lot of the time and, and you want to get those ones. So a big weekend for the Leafs right now, for sure. One that you should pay attention to. Man, it's scary to me. So like hypothetically, if you drop Saturday's game, everything's riding on Ilya Samsonov, I guess, or who else, who, whoever. I mean, it, it's scary. Like, I, I just trying to figure out what the right spot is. I don't think it's Saturday, though. It has to be Sunday, no, for Sammy? You sure think so. Um, like, you that can't would put make... him out there against Colorado. Like, that's a recipe. Like, I know Detroit is a team that can score some goals, but they're not Colorado. And then if they win against Colorado, big win, big Saturday win against a big opponent. Now, all of a sudden... Well, Sammy, like, don't let us down here. Like, don't don't make us take a step back. It's no matter how you splice it. When Samsonov gets his first game, it's going to be high pressure. Um, you know, I I I know he wasn't feeling it the last time he's played. The last many times he's played, you know, it seems like I can imagine being in that position and just the movements every. Every movement you do it with like a bit of worry, like oh god, am I out of position? Like oh god, are they going in a direction I didn't think they were going? And you just, I don't think you can play that position that way. And I hope that going down and having a little mental reset, he's found a way to get away from that train of thought and just be in there confident and like, you know, bring, bring the pucks my way. I'll be there. I'll put my body in front of it and feeling confident. And if he can, if he can think that way and get a win here, I think we could, uh, we could salvage something with Samsonov this year. But like you said, at the beginning of the show, there's a lot riding on this next game that he plays, which is going to make it all that more difficult to be in that mindset. Sir Bob LeBlas makes a, a good point. Great handle, by the way, that they could also call up Hill to be and play him on Sunday, which again could make a lot of sense too, because I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that they're going to throw this guy in there and he hasn't faced a, a live game shot in what, 15 days. Like it, it just really, really, I don't, I don't weird. understand why. I don't understand why they would do that. You have Hill to be the whole West coast swing. You're playing exactly. against the Anaheim ducks and the San Jose the sharks. Plan. And you don't go to him. Then you switch them and call Sammy up. And then to go back to, it makes zero sense to me. I think the only yeah. reason you called up Sammy is to, to have him have his time. And it sucks that it wasn't part of that, 
West Coast swing because that would have been a little easier for him for sure. But I mean, it's shit or get off the pot time for Sammy. I, I, I just, I would be absolutely baffled if they did. I mean, I think there's a better chance they play Martin Jones back to backs than they do yeah. anything with Hildeby. That's I don't fair. think they were keen on playing him, so I don't see that happening. Yeah. No, that's fair. To, that's fair to bring up. But just again, I, I think I'm looking at it from the perspective like this guy hasn't played a game in like no. half a month, and you're going to throw him out there in the back end of a back to back against a Detroit team who I think is going to be hungry because they need to win that game in regulation. Well, there's nothing easy going on in Samsonov's life right now, and it's up to him to to take a to take a situation and take a position that he's in and take it by the horns and 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 get something done with it and put a building block up there that he can stand on and and start to move in the right direction. And you know that's the only thing he's got left to do here with all the chances he's got. He's he's got to move in the right direction here if he wants a future with this club. No question about that. So looking forward to the uh, doubleheader this weekend of home-to-home games and, of course, the weird Sunday night home game for the Maple Leafs. We don't see that very often. I believe we're going to get some All-Star announcements over the weekend. Unsurprisingly, uh, at the top of the pack seems to be a lot of Canadian teams. Looks like Morgan Riley's going to be there. Looks like Willie Nylander, obviously, is going to be there. Uh, Mitch Marner as well, getting a lot of votes. So it's going to be very heavy in Leaf content, the expectation. And I like to see that because I Toronto's going to be uh you know in, in full scope uh you know all-star weekend when it comes to Bieber comes to the festivities and I think a lot of these guys deserve it Morgan Riley specifically Nylander specifically Matthews I think Marner could have better seasons than he's had this year but he's probably an all-star still like he's that good and still a guy who's hovering around 100 point pace right now so I think we're going to see quite the Leafs contingent at all-star weekend yeah, it makes sense, right? It's going to be a big show. I think they're they're set to probably have the best All Star game they've had in oh, you want to call it decades, maybe. So maybe um, it's right, rightfully so to have a, a Leafs contingency there representing the team in their hometown, and all those guys you mentioned are are deservedly so. There's All Stars on this roster without question. So yeah, all the more reason to be excited for that weekend coming up here shortly. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. I'm going to give you the floor to give any bet you would like. I know uh, NFL football playoffs wow. coming up this weekend. I know that's your market. You could talk about the Leafs game. You could talk about tonight's NHL slate, which is kind of weak, just two games. So uh, I'll give you the floor here. Nothing like putting the guy on the spot Sorry, here, bud. Hey? Who do you hey, like? Do you like any teams happen. in the NFL? Um, I don't know who's playing right now. I'm not going to pull it up. That Flyers Wild game looks like uh, I'd be I'd be riding the Flyers there. I think they got reason to uh, come together as a team. They were kind of smacked in the mouth there this week with uh, that whole William Gauthier, (laughs) a self-proclaimed cutter, cutter, bro. (laughs) My name's Cutter. How you doing? But uh like to get uh, Drysdale in the lineup there and see how he yeah. performs and, and get used to his surroundings against a team that isn't exactly on top of the world in the Minnesota wild. So why not you uh, jump on the flyers train while there's not a lot to pick from in the NHL world tonight? Yeah, that's fair enough. I just, uh, I thought you were heavily invested into the football scene. I know there's a lot going on this weekend, so I thought maybe you'd want to make a bet there, but it's so funny. Yeah, my my know. app doesn't even give a chance to have like football games on it. Cause I like muted it all, but I could see it now Cleveland, Houston, Miami at KC, um, Pittsburgh at Buffalo, Green Bay at Dallas, LA Rams at Detroit. Anything stick out for you? That Packers Cowboys game will be a good one. Those are uh, two legendary organizations. And you got to think that, uh, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes hasn't quite seen like himself yet this this year and a pretty good Dolphins team. But I mean, it's hard to bet against uh, the Chiefs when the going gets tough in that wild guard game. I'd be probably thinking he's going to step up and, and his talent will rise to the top in that game as well. If there's one game I could pick and you know, I don't watch football. I fade the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. I actually win money on that because they're chokers. Yeah. You know, we often talk about the Leafs being do. unable to get out the first round. Well, the Dallas Cowboys are that of the NFL. The Leafs finally pushed through. So maybe this is the year for Dallas, but that's a intriguing matchup with, with green Bay who shouldn't be here. Obviously losing Aaron Rodgers and that, all that, but that conversation should be fascinating. So that's probably my one play. Uh, I'll take the green Bay points against Dallas. Hey, there you go. 
The old Cowboys, they've got some similarities to uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs as exactly. a beloved team for much of the country who always has expectations and think they've got it figured out and seem to flounder yeah. in the playoffs. So, hey, if the, the trend continues, you would be smart to jump on the Green Bay Packers this weekend. Looking forward to it. Um, we'll hit the weekend here and next week for the majority. We're going to tee up a, a pond hockey tournament we're playing in, uh, in Jasper, Alberta next weekend. Uh, I was just going to ask you, like, I mean... What are the chances that you drop the gloves in that tournament, get pissed off, slash somebody? It would have to be some pretty intense slashing. Yeah. Usually I just laugh and I played a beer league game this week, believe it or not. Uh, it's probably been about three, four years. Um, I just hung out hung out there on D. Yeah, I think I had about four or five, but it was a pretty oh, high scoring affair. Uh, some of my buddies have fallen off and some other ones have uh, certainly kept their skills up, but... I, uh, my leg strength, like I haven't been doing a lot of legs in the gym and like I, two, three hard strides is just like insurmountably difficult. <laughs> I feel like I'm 300 pounds. And then if you do give the hard strides, you've got nothing left. Like it was pathetic. I just can't believe how quick it falls off from, uh, when you're doing it every day to, to just trying to jump out there and, and go up to a high level speed and caliber and power level from your legs there's nothing there it was depressing but uh, i thought i'd get one skate in before this pond hockey tournament i'm looking forward to it pond hockey is a little different than than beer league it's uh it's going to be fun man and i think the views if you've never been to jasper you get on some of yeah. those lakes and you're just surrounded by the most majestic mountains on the planet it's going to be fantastic so i'm excited to uh see what that looks like and participate and yeah if anyone's messing around out there i would just be laughing and then if the going actually gets tough it'd be fun to spike the adrenaline again and and, and have a round with some guy on the pond hockey tournament jesus yeah you got to protect your teammates just uh do not forget and lose sight of that of your core players and foundation on that roster rosie so i'll just say that and uh for me that i'll just you doesn't it it does include me. I'm not fighting. Uh, I'm coming all this way to Alberta to play in a pond hockey tournament. And uh, again, I, it's, it's always a humble reminder that on ponds, there are never goaltenders. And I'm not going to have the motivation to do anything out there because without a goalie, it just ain't hockey. I love the pond. I love all that. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I'll feed you the puck a lot. Okay. Get me that rock. I'll, uh, I'll put it up. Uh, I'll put it in the snowbank, probably three feet over the net. Uh, we'll see what we got left in the tank, baby. But hey, we got the chem on the pod. But uh, I just—it's uh, our first time on ice together. We'll see if we have the chem there. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to some clips, bringing it back to the show, and uh, playing some highlights the week after. Yeah, we're gonna do that, and I—I uh, I, I might have to go with the birdcage. I know I've been talking to you off air this week. Right I just. You. I do not trust people, especially on a pond, man. And if it means sacrificing style to wear a birdcage and save these fucking laser-eyed eyes, then I got to do it, dude. I got to do it. Yeah, I think, I, I think I've I, think i got 20... What the fuck do I have? Oh, God. I've probably got 50 grand worth of... Uh, exactly. Teeth work going on in my mouth, but I can't see myself even knowing where to get my hands on a birdcage or yeah, mouth true. guard. I'm... I'm probably just going no vise old school and let the kids know how it's done. Fuck it. Yeah. Teeth are important as uh, producer Vic says. So uh, we'll leave it at that. And we're going to tee up that tournament next week. Should be a lot of fun coming up in Jasper. So uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys are fantastic at the Leafs nation 401. Many thanks again to John Michael Lyles for dropping by the show. Producer Vic bang up job as per usual. And that's Shay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. Enjoy your weekend. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs morning. Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know.